0: Hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast. I will be your host today, my name is Jerry, and uh, we'll just be talking about the education system in New Brunswick, how it can be improved, and comparing that to the education system in Toronto. So, just before we start, I just wanted to say that the education system in New Brunswick is good. It's not bad. But there's things that can be improved on, things that we'll touch up on later on. And I just want to say that it is a good and nice place to go. It's a nice place, it's quiet, away from the city. There's a city there, but it's not those bustling big cities that is just loud, alright? So if you want to go and visit, there's great places like the St. John River. So we're going to start off right off the bat. Uh, well, I went around and asked a few students on what their thoughts are about this education system and what can be improved. And, uh, well, you can hear yourself. Overall, I think the education system could really improve on mental health awareness and suicide prevention. Those units are uh, are available, but they are severely downplayed and uh, they they're not as extensive or as in-depth as they could be or should be. Like you've just heard, he said that it was too short. It was too short for the suicide prevention and that stuff. Indeed, it is. It's literally two weeks. And during this pandemic, it's not you don't go to school every day. So basically, it's around five days. Five days to cover a subject that can change someone's life. A subject that you can you or your child can re- prevent someone from dying that being said they only cover it for two weeks because because of the time which you can understand but if just if if we didn't put so much content in one course And if we split it into two courses, or if we went into more detail, then maybe, just maybe, we can learn more about it. And we can prevent someone else from dying. We can prevent so many people from dying if all of us knew what to do in that moment. Now, that being said, there is lots of things that the teacher has to teach in that class so perhaps you should have a specialized someone maybe someone from the department someone from the government that actually understands more of the situation for them to teach this class or this course is better is a better it's an ideal it's more ideal because they have first-hand experience than the teacher the teacher is just learning from the book or going to a training class but if someone teaches this and they're doing this for a living it's much more realistic and it's much easier for the students because whenever they ask a question the teacher can just reply i don't know this or maybe oh we can uh, go on the google we can i can search it up and tell you later but with uh, someone specializing this someone doing this for a living they can just answer off the bat, and they can give you more coverage, more coverage, more general knowledge about this kind of stuff than a teacher, because a teacher doesn't do this for a living. A teacher just teaches. Sure, a teacher can teach English, can teach math, can teach for that, but this is beyond that. This is beyond teaching it. You have to learn. You have to know how to incorporate into daily life in that specific moment. When you realize that someone is going to take their life, the teaching doesn't help anymore. You need action to prove. And how are you going to do that? The teacher isn't going to tell you. The teacher just tells you the step. The teacher is just going to tell you the step of how to do it. Step one, call the police or step one, do something. But at that moment, are you going to do that? What if you don't have your phone? What if your phone battery died? How are you going to handle the situation then? And that's the first issue. Now let's move on to the second issue that we're covering today. Now, I just want to say that please share this podcast with your family member, your siblings, or even someone that you don't know, maybe a stranger. And you know why? That's because I like to see those numbers increase and that gives me that dopamine hit. So what's one thing that the educational system can improve on? I think we should really have more, uh, like, I guess, freedom in our classes because everyone who goes to an art class, they think they're going to like draw what they want but they're forced to draw something they don't want to draw and they can be very boring and upsetting for people who wanted to go into arts for what they want to draw. So as you've just heard, the student is upset. If you listen closely, you can hear there was shaking in his voice. And he's a very artistic student. He, I bet he can draw anything. I'm not sure. I'm not really acquainted with him, but he probably can draw since he's so fired up about this. He's so, he's so upset over this. Now, teachers, they give the students homework, they give the students assessments to do so that they can assess us, they can assess the students. But the students, what if they want to do something more? Like an art class, it's a free class, right? It's a class where you draw. Artists aren't subjected to just drawing one thing, just you have to follow this guideline. No, artists can do, they're, they're free, they're creative. You, they think outside the box. And art classes in school aren't like that. It's, well, maybe not, maybe in university it is, but definitely not in high school. It is, It is very strict guidelines you have to follow. Maybe, I'm gonna give an example right now, but maybe something like for assessment one, you have to choose between drawing something or you can do a collage and that is not a nice way for artists. That's not good for artists because artists are creative and they don't want to be restrained with shackles and shackles as in rubrics assessments maybe a better way to do this is to have is to for the teach is is for the teachers to give the rubric to give the rubric to the students and the students can use that rubric and draw to their heart's content because with the rubric they would know what they're being marked on. They're just including the picture. It's a win-win for both. It's a win for the teacher because he can mark it. It's a win for the students because he can draw to and be creative as much as he wants, or as much as she wants, but at the same time, not being restrained by the shackles. And I think that's really important, especially for artists because they are so creative. And we're just losing that creative creativity because we have to be, they have to be assessed. Already moving on to the last portion of this podcast, we will be hearing about an interview that I've had with someone who have had experience with bullying. He was bullied by lots of kids his age and older when he was in Toronto. And when he came here, he miraculously did not get bullied. There was absolutely no bullying and he just felt really grateful for that. I honestly didn't experience any bullying in the four years that I lived there. It was weird. I, I actually really, really liked it. My, my, Like I said, my grades went up because I wasn't being bullied all the time. Mm-hmm in Toronto I was being bullied but here in Fredericton I wasn't being bullied yeah and it seemed cuz like I said at George Street they kept them on separate levels of the yeah. uh, school mm-hmm. uh, like grade 6s were on one floor grade 7s were on one floor grade 8s were on the other floor mhm kept the uh, higher higher up levels from bullying the younger levels because it felt like that they bullying the younger levels because it would get a it would get more of a reaction than it would at their actual age level Mm -hmm. so just you just heard that and he said that what works for him in that situation was he thought that with multiple floors and the teachers and staff members controlling each floor it was a better way to reduce bullying now obviously in high school it might not work, because you have four levels, and you have four grades, sorry, you have four grades, and each grade, if one grade takes one floor, you would have a four-story building, I think. That might not be the best way. Maybe in sections, maybe um, uh, one grade has one section, maybe that will work. But I think, I think, to be honest, I think... Bullying is a very serious matter, and if this works here, then why don't we take it international? Why don't we just stop bullying Canada-wide? We can be the first country in the world to reduce bullying to zero at school. I mean, obviously, at school, reduce bullying to zero. But there's also a downfall to that. And that downfall is being less socialized. You know, you can't interact with anybody else except your own grade. So if you're in grade nine, you can only interact with grade nines. If you're in grade 10, and it goes on and same thing, et cetera and et cetera. I think there's also, there's good points and bad points, but I think for this, like this strategy, it has more good points than negative ones and maybe we should put it into use maybe we should use it in every school and see how it turns out maybe it works for some schools maybe it doesn't work for some others but since we've never tried it why don't we try it and that's the end of this podcast i hope you enjoy listening and special thanks to laura chris mateo or christian whichever one you prefer for making this happen thank you